In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Thursday. Did you guys get your tampons at CVS this morning? What? Do you know why I'm asking? <laughs> I have no, I, I couldn't even begin to fathom why you're asking. <laughs> I read the, I read the outline and I'm like, huh? Oh, it's because the frogs <laughs> in the East River are giving us all spontaneously our periods this weekend. No, it's okay, not well, because yeah, of that's that. That's true. That could happen. That's true. Alex Jones was right about that. <laughs> Alex Jones was right about the frogs. It's not about the frogs. Starting with a a good news headline. I was going to try to sort of incorporate a lot of like, there's so many economic headlines sort of like Mm -hmm. rumbling about, like basically promising that next year none of us are going to have any money. So this is sort of a nice solve to that, I suppose. CVS will reduce prices on its store branded menstrual products. Store branded, I believe. Hope those are, they're probably just tampons, tampons repackaged menstrual products nationwide, and will pay the sales tax on those products in a dozen states. So starting on Thursday, CVS is going to drop prices by 25% in Arkansas, Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, Wisconsin, and West Virginia. Those aren't the only... Those aren't the only states with the sales tax, but CVS said it cannot cover the taxes in other states that levy them due to laws preventing third parties from paying taxes on a customer's behalf. But this feels wow. like a great little PR move for them. I mean, 25% is not nothing, especially in this economy, as they say. I mean, yeah, anything that's going to bring the prices down on essential goods is great. And also, I do feel like even the move itself kind of shines a light on the fact that mm-hmm. period products are taxed heavily. I think California, and I don't see California on this list of brands that they're able to do this for. And California has like a high crazy period of like a pink tax or whatever. I thought so that they made a law against it this year though. Maybe they changed it. Recently. Well, someone fact checked me, but issue. either way, I know there are still states with pink taxes. There are still states with these things. So even just like making this move reminds people who aren't in the states that CVS can do this and like, hey, why does my state even have this? Well, it's also like if I need tampons, it's probably on my list of like a list of $100 worth of other things I need. And if I'm going to go to CVS, they're making more money. They're taking more of my money if I'm doing my grocery, if I'm doing my trip there. Although if I'm honest with myself when I'm going out to buy tampons, if I even bother because I'm one of those gross bitches, I will – it's usually the only thing on my list. It's the only thing I need. (laughs) Just got to go and get it. Well, I – it's just so expensive. Like pads and tampons – I've been there like one pack has been like $14. Mm-hmm. For 26 pads or something. Like, 
I literally did the the math the other day, and each pad is like a like it's just crazy, or like eighty cents or something. And like, as somebody with a white vagina and heavy floor, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a Mean Girls reference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that bigger people have like more period blood. Like, I go through so many pads a day um, during my so it's like. Like I'm paying $14 every month, $15, Cause then, oh, this is how they get you. They're like, okay, one pack is $10.99, but two packs is 50% off. So you pay like $18 for, t- it's just like, and then you're paying $20 for pads. Have either of you ever tried to live the diva cup life? I haven't tried it yet. I feel like I you haven't have. because No. No, I haven't because um, I can't. Every time I think <laughs> I'm going to buy the Diva Cup, I'm always a little put off by yeah. the initial price of the Diva Cup. Mm-hmm. And so, what does that you back? Is it like it? They're expensive. I yeah. think they're between. They can be even like, like 30, thirty to fifty bucks. Yeah. To yeah, 50 20, bucks. I say twenty to fifty. Is yeah, like I mean, it seems like cup. it should be expensive for the for the purpose it's serving. But yes, right. And true. ultimately, economically, you are going to spend less on other on all the other things that we just talked about. But for some reason, it's like yeah. every time I get hit by the bug to be like, and now. I will purchase the Diva Cup. I'm I like, just, yeah. I also it's thirty five dollars. <laughs> I never I'm not clean my rinsing. beauty blender. I'm not going to clean a Diva Cup. The yeah, the rinsing it out in public, um, which That's- it shouldn't be gross or whatever. It's a part of life. It's still and again for me, like the the like the amount of times I'd have to like do that. I wish our listeners could see the hand motions that are accompanying this entire discussion. <laughs> a lot of times I have to do that. You have to dump it out. Yeah. So you have to dump it out and then rinse it and then you're in the public bath. I don't know. I mm. feel like maybe it's like a hybrid experience. Like if I'm going out for the night, I'm probably, I would go back to like a regular tampon or whatever, mm. whatever. But if you have the Diva Cup, then maybe for more casual things where you're not gonna be out for that long or you're mostly in the house all day or whatever day at home just a day at home sure 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 i don't know let us know how you i'm sure we have listeners who use the diva cup people People love them cup love the diva cup i use them even period panties famously when i modeled for a period panty brand in 20 people love those 15 26 14 i still i mean they were pretty good. Like I still, they're in, they're in, in tatters now. But I still use the, the same ones. But I, 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 for me, those are like supplemental. Those yeah. are like I just can't like you know. But it is great because now I'm not like leaking through stuff. But like even those, I'm trying to replace them. Okay, they're expensive. Last expensive. Thing, they're fucking like we're working $40. on getting them as a sponsor. So uh, okay. both all of the brands, if you're listening, we we will wear them and we will do a personal I endorsement. Loud and proud. I did a photo shoot. I got my first bikini watch for this period. Damn! Thing. Wow. Ooh. Um, I know, which was crazy. <laughs> um, and I will just say, you want to hear like this is like the biggest slight to me. I'm not going to say the company because they might sponsor us, but I spent <laughs> almost a hundred dollars getting three pairs of period underwear. And I got it in my size, which whatever. 
I put them on. I felt like they were constantly rolling down. It was terrible mm. fit, terrible fit. And I was like, wow, I'm getting really fat. Like I'm gaining all this weight. Then they send That's an the email, worst. which a lot of brands do. They'll send an email be like, hey, our bad. So we got the plus sizing all wrong. Come back, like, which a lot of brands do. Mango, wow, I didn't know that. Yes, a lot of brands will be like, hey, just kidding. Now we actually spoke to fat people and wow. we've got the sizing better. So come back. But I'm like, they didn't even do a coupon code or a trade-in or anything. And I'm like, you want me to pay $100 again? Like, I have three pairs of underwear. Wow. I can't give it away. The, like, whatever. And then I'm supposed to just trust you guys again? That seems anyway, that's so crazy. But I mean, that seems to, I mean, there's, there's probably, there's like some tons of like TikToks and Instagram pages just showing like plus size fails where it's either just like the appearance of the garment or the fit. It's like, you didn't even bother. No. Why? But it's know. so dumb because it's like, look at the fucking average size of the woman in America. Why are you leaving so much money on the table? For what? Like yeah. made well. I like, I, I rented about like Madewell said it's like Nicole Byer rants about Madewell a lot too. They have like the cutest stuff, but it just like the fits crazy. They but they sent out like multiple Instagram posts that are like, hey, no, now we got it together now. That's and it's crazy. Just like, Fuck off. That's not acceptable. No. That's out of control. Yeah. No. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, CVS. <laughs> Sounds like you do need to go get your – But my question is why stop at tampons? If you could get – if you could use a 25% off coupon for anything that you consume the most heavily during during the flow of your cycle, what what would it be? Oof. I feel like no one's like a very stereotypical like Ben and Jerry's. Like I'm not really doing that. I don't really realize – I'm definitely I, – I throw my life into chaos and alienate everyone around me and then I realized why. But this year, mercifully, I did stop bleeding the morning of my wedding. I was bleeding up That's until beautiful. I woke up. Up until I woke up. That's great. Um, Thank you, goddesses. I feel like me for me, it's like – it's not Ben and Jerry's, but it's just general takeout. Like I just want – take out from my places in mm. general. Mm-hmm. I would say I do cry uncontrollably at the dumbest things when I'm on my period. I cried watching Cobra Kai, a yogurt <laughs> commercial. So yeah. I guess Kleenex. It's also not great because I love the Kleenex um, that has Vicks Vapor Rub in it. <laughs> I love How that. How much do you love mm-hmm. it? Oh, God. I mean, as a Latina... <laughs> We love yeah. our Vicks Vapor Vicks Rub. Vicks Vapor Rub is but an important part of the culture. A part of the culture. <laughs> but I'll say, not great for crying. I've had people come over. I had a friend come over for her, her boyfriend. Like, they had a really bad, bad breakup. She's yeah. crying. I hand her tissue. She's like, why are my eyes burning? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so... <laughs> But you're not thinking about your breakup anymore now, are you? Because your and eyes are burning. <laughs> you, the tears can go smoothly because sinuses are unclogged. Yeah, it's yeah. like Millie's you're hot welcome. ones for your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine would definitely um, be weed and alcohol for sure. Yeah, for sure. and alcohol, which yeah. CVS famously sells. Of course, of course. Yeah, the, the 5% wine that will make you feel amazing the next day. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Speaking of big, disgusting clots of period blood, (laughs) Alex Jones. (laughs) Alex Jones. Is that even, that might even be praise. I don't even know. I know. Our clots serve a purpose. Yeah, exactly. No, he's the shit that you take when you're on your period. I feel like he has a theory about periods. Lady like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's the frogs. I was joking around, but he might have connected frogs. But anyway, of course. We are very satisfied to hear today that Alex Jones must pay nearly a billion dollars to the families of Sandy Hook victims. The jury determined this payout in the defamation case against Jones over his lies about the 2012 elementary school massacre. It is so crazy that this has been litigated for longer than any of those kids like got to live, that he's been oh. saying this for an- longer than that. Ah, uh, that's so sad. It's hideous. Oh, no. Like, it's like he'll be broke for the rest of his life, but at least he's got more than six years. Jones was on air as the verdict was read and said simply, he doesn't have the money. He said uh, they ain't getting their money. Pun, that, but that's not really the point necessarily. The point is what a lot of pundits said, which is that he will never have money. Any any money that he is ever able to require, will they will find a way to get it to these people is my understanding. Uh, my understanding. Yeah. Obviously, it will probably not total a billion dollars. It's very hard for anyone to earn a billion dollars. But this was only the jury say in the matter. The judge can also decide to add punitive damages. So this outcome involved compensatory damages, which are meant to compensate the plaintiffs for what they lost. And punitive damages are to punish the defendant for what they did wrong. So that's crazy to think we haven't even gotten to the the punitive part for Alex Jones and we're at a billion dollars. The judge should make it a full billion. Yeah, Yeah, just make a nice round billion. should go in there and make it hit hit a billy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They can be they can only be capped with legal fees, but I mean this motherfucker has been being sued for like 10 years. But you know, this this week really reminded me and everybody that Alex Jones lies, they didn't just cause pain by dismissing these families' tragedies. What he did, people believed him. And so they harassed mm-hmm. these families, they attacked them, they threatened them, they stalked them for years they while they died. They tried to grief. dig up one of the kids' graves. They peed on one of the kids' graves. No. For real. These people, I mean, those people are sick too, but he, like, they desecrated the kids' graves. That's why I'm like, there's so many people online that it's like, oh, oh, I guess this is America now. You can't lie about a bunch of kids dying and make (laughs) billions of dollars. So that was a popular reaction yesterday. We definitely saw that. We saw that reaction from the recording artist MIA who wondered if the Alex Jones verdict meant that that celebrities – that vouched for a vaccine should be held responsible for pushing vaccines, which didn't make sense as any sort of parallel or equivalence because there she there is no connection between vaccines and negative outcomes. Like there's there's really nothing idiot. that no. celebrities have pushed other than tummy tea or probably some other weird 
diet things. But, yeah, me too. but yeah, so this seemed to be like, you saw this reaction from multiple places. This like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, if anything that will is cause lying to dig about- up children's graves. And I think that that's the issue with Alex Jones. Well, there's this whole thing about conspiracy theories. And I think that what made probably the Sandy Hook conspiracy so believable for some really sick people is that it was such a devastating tragedy. Somebody going in, even like the Uvalde shootings, like which that there was precedent by Sandy Hook. That, like, I couldn't sleep for weeks, but Sandy Hook, like, was so deeply disturbing. When people can't make sense of things, they try to create conspiracy theories or, like, are more susceptible to believe it because it may, you know, it, it is more rational that there's some big government conspiracy than, like, this kid was really sick and, like, killed his grandma and had really easy access to guns and stuff like that's yeah. easier for people to wrap their head around. But the thing is that Alex exploited these people, used it for profit, profit, knew that he was hurting people, continued to do it for so long. I feel like he was still saying up this shit up until the pandemic. Like he was not, he was relentless. Uh, and I think that is why, you know, he got like a big, <laughs> now he's gonna have to pay a billion dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, obviously, this is a very validating outcome. The families seemed really, really emotional and like everything they'd put through, like a billion dollars is that's that's good. That's that's not nothing. That's a real that's a real statement. But do you feel like, you know, once once somebody is celebrated, and collects an audience from suggesting that all these children weren't mass murders. It's like, you can't put that back. You can't put that back in the bottle. So I feel like, do you think Alex Jones has kind of contributed to poisoning the public discourse beyond anything that can really be paid back? Uh, Yes. I mean, I think he's at the nexus of a lot. He is like one of the seeds of a lot of the really, really bad stuff that we see today and sort of just like, He's not the first one and he's not doing something that's new by any means, but he was definitely part of the vanguard of this world where like there is no objective truth anymore. He Mm. like there that you can question. You can question that that it's like valuable to question everything and and to an extent, yeah, you should question everything, but sometimes the answer is just actually what you do see before you. But this is this sort of question everything where it's like literally there is no truth, there is no anything. And you can't you can't talk to these people about this stuff. That's where like I've I've seen sentiments like the MIA one online before, and it's this very weird bizarro world. And this is just Twitter, but you see someone being like, wow. When are people going to start being held accountable for all the damage the vaccine has done? And it's just like looking around me like, what are you fucking talking about? (laughs) Like, what are you actually fucking talking about? Right. 
Right. And yeah. it's like, what well, do that's you do? What's so infuriating about the just asking questions, which, yeah, he definitely planted the seed for that, especially around the vaccine. It's like, there are answers. We have the answers, but there's now a refusal to accept that there are answers. And then they develop further conspiracy theories. It's like, well, the people that are providing the answers, like Fauci, they, they can't be trusted. So, yeah, yeah. They, have, they have no Or they've of- said something wrong in the past. But like right. they've been, they were wrong about this. So actually, there's a conspiracy, and every single thing in the world is wrong, and not just like, yeah, we watched the world figure out about a disease in real time, and like our public figures were fallible in those moments. They said some things that turned out to actually not be helpful. They said like they were making decisions on the fly, and we actually saw the result of that, and we should learn from that. But it doesn't mean like there's a grand conspiracy to get you to mask your kids so that you guys can be indoctrinated into the Illuminati, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, it's the same thing with the Kanye Jewish P. Diddy mm-hmm. agenda. It's like, <laughs> it's not funny. Do Jewish people want, again, to market Ciroc? Like, why does the Illuminati need children masks? Like, that makes no Maybe Ciroc sense. is kosher. There's, I don't know. Co- Ciroc, okay, I think we should look it up. Is Ciroc kosher? <laughs> Ciroc it probably kosher. isn't. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that is, there's just so many. And I think it is just like, the thing that gets me with these fucking people, like Alex Jones, Alex Tucker Carlson, I feel like doesn't believe half the shit that he says. I I think he's a white supremacist Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, but I don't think he believes half of the cuckoo shit that comes out of his mouth. Alex Jones, I go back and forth on. Right, right. Like, I'm like, does he actually believe that, you know, whatever, frogs are gay? Mm-hmm. Um, he's right about the frogs. He's right, right about the frogs, frogs. Millie. <laughs> the, there is something going on with the frogs. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like okay. It's just like the same government that like it, it's the same thing too. It's like if you were able to find out about a government conspiracy, there are government conspiracies probably. But right, it's like exactly. what are you gonna do about? But it? exactly, it's like the drone exactly. strike. It's like. Honey, imagine if they had this energy towards like you're right. Usually the the not the victims of these conspiracies, but the people that are targeted by it are are people that like need explanations in a senseless world. And it's usually like white supremacists and people with an agenda who are creating them. But it's like I'm not saying this would be good or productive, but can you imagine if an Alex Jones type person had the same energy towards these Uvalde cops who fucked up so profoundly? Like there is your explanation. That is not senseless. We know what could have been prevented there. Imagine having that energy towards them and not creating a narrative, like making up a story about how these kids had to be crisis actors for you to explain what happened. Like, of course, I don't want those cops' lives threatened. I want their family members dug up. But it's like, there are, it's like, can these people that believe these theories have even just like, can can they ask one question about an explanation that, about what might be a better explanation? They don't bother. Well, I want to go back. I want to go back to the good old days where conspiracy theorists tried to figure out who killed JFK. We're still trying to figure it out. There are questions there. Why can't we what the moon, what happened us, to what? the no, moon? Go back to go back to the good old days of just mm-hmm. actually trying to figure out some stuff, you know? I um chasing aliens. We don't even have to go that far. There are actual real 
gas and oil lobbies controlling yes. things in this country. There are school lunches are bad because two companies own everything. We only get like there are actual things that you can be and we can put that energy towards actually real problems. They don't like oil free lunch because they're still mad at <laughs> they're still mad at Malcolm X. If you want something salacious. We still don't know everything about this Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Listen. Focus, 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 focus on the true conspiracies. Put that powerful, weird energy that y'all have to make like gazillions of YouTube videos zooming in on bullshit. Do it for real. Can we start and the flight and the Epstein flight logs and there actual are- capitalist? shit that's happening (laughs) there are judges multiple judges that get money for every kid they send to a juvenile institution like come on (laughs) ask some questions about that yes focus or just go back to jfk or just Kate, or just go back to the JFK thing. That's a good starting point. I mean, I feel like you could create a reform school for conspiracy theorists, and you redirect them to. We, yeah, we just need to redirect this energy to yeah. different conspiracy. I'm like, you're gonna show up to a pizza restaurant, <laughs> show up to court, and ask this yes. judge if this kid really needs to go to juvie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the true crime girlies. I mean, they're probably asking some weird questions too. The true crime, but we yeah, can the, we can we can create some. We can need to create a reform school for this. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Today we have a big follow-up to to the LA City Council story that we discussed a little bit yesterday. We didn't get too much into it, but Los Angeles City Councilwoman Mary Martinez has resigned many days after a recording of her making those racist comments. She, as of before this, she had resigned for her from her presidency on the council, but she was still on the council. The comments, of course, included racist remarks. I very uncomfortably read a few of them yesterday about black people and described communities of immigrants, of Oaxacan immigrants in Koreatown as, quote, short, little, dark people. I think these comments were mostly made in Spanish. Millie, did you see that? Were there any weird translations that you didn't think were were right? Or was it all pretty like, yeah, that's what they said? I heard these comments and I'm like, 
there's a world where I don't know if it was like fully trying to be like super anti-black or race, you know, cause she called this kid a little monkey and I'm sure she meant like, because he was jumping up and down and stuff, but like, you know, like a pequeño changuito, but I'm just like, you can't talk about people's thing. The accessory, you know, the comments are out of line and yeah, like I could totally see it just again is an exemplification of like 15 issues. Like I could totally see how in this, in this world, this woman thinks that like, it's okay to talk about how other kids need to get beat. Like, like, you know, that unruly and misbehaved, you know, behavior it behooves white children, but not children of color and children of color need to step in line. Like to her, she's like, what? Like, I'm sure, you know, people have said that her apologies, like in her statements, it's not really an apology. And I'm like, I could totally see a world where this woman uh, thinks that she didn't do anything wrong or like didn't think the comments were bad until people started saying. And that's why she's just like, well, I'll step down from president, but it's not that big a deal. And then right. people kept pushing. And then now yeah, the white like, house. Yeah, exactly. But I could, but like, yeah, like instead of having this framing of, oh, little kid, and again, this exemplifies anti-blackness in Hispanic communities, especially on the West Coast. Um, Also, like, even within Mexican cultures, you know, I think um, people have this idea that all Mexican people are of indigenous background. But again, there's a lot of infighting within in Mexico about how people treat indigenous people. So, you know, um, it's no coincidence, like a Oaxacan community, like, you know, my friend's family is Oaxacan and her mom didn't learn Spanish until she was eight years old. Like that's how deeply indigenous these communities are. And there's a lot in Los Angeles and it's makes, it doesn't surprise me that a woman from one part of Mexico who's more white has a lot of judgmental, mean, nasty things to say about a bunch of Oaxacan immigrants. Yeah, that because that's how they talk in Mexico. Too. The recordings definitely were, I think, most surprising in the felt that like that they would just so openly say that that they definitely didn't seem to be aware that that's not a world that people accept or the like. You can't talk like that. That they didn't seem to have any appreciation for that at all, whether they knew that we were being recorded or not. It feels so crazy ignorant. Like, even, yeah, you're like, regardless of being recorded, right? It's like, yeah, sure. She might mean, um, she might be like thinking, oh, like he was hopping around and running and jumping, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have to know as a politician and as a person with your fucking eyes open, not to like say monkey and a little black child's name in the same fucking sentence while you're sitting in the middle of a freak, like, a work meeting too. Yeah. It's like this is still a fi- an official fucking proceeding that's going yeah. on. You can make like an accidentally charged comment like that when you're at home talking with your family, and then be like, "Oh yeah. my god, I didn't mean it like that." But you're in a you're in work. Yeah, you're exactly. at work. You're sitting on the fucking LA City Council. You represent people. You represent black people, whether you feel like you fucking do or not. You do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure she represents at least a couple black people. So I think it really like. Like you were saying, Millie, it like lays bare a lot of the issues that like you and I have discussed within the Latine community about like race and the way that 
you know, I think sometimes it's lost on people in the U.S., like Latinos or whatever, get jumped, get all ju- like jumbled up into the same group. Mm-hmm. And they don't, and I think a lot of people don't realize, like, number one, that like, white Latinos are the white people from back home. Like when mm-hmm. they're at home, they're, <laughs> they're just are the white people. Mm-hmm. So, and then number two, that like there have been, there was imposed a very, very strict racial caste system in Latin America that reverberates through the culture to this day. And there mm-hmm. are like images that you can look up of like these paintings that they used to do way back in the day that were, these little like square paintings that were examples of like how you could go from being fully indigenous or black, move yourself through whiteness. And it would show like the square would be like your grandpa's white and this person's indigenous. Mm -hmm. And so this is the baby. And this is what we call that baby. It's like, it's really crazy. And you can Mm -hmm. always, you're always trying to move forward in it towards whiteness and indigenous people could become white, but black people never could in this thing. And you could also move backwards. It's a parallels to like the quadroon mulatto Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know, the mestizaje. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and it was really, like, it's really strictly imposed and ingrained in what went on, like, just culturally stuff in Latin America, and you can see it. I think you see a lot of that in all of these comments that were made, and, like, that's why this person who you're, like, I don't know if, like, an outside person is, like, oh, my God, why is this, like, Latina leader person talking this way? And it's, like, it actually comes from a deep history of that it's a deep history and also like especially in california there is a status symbol especially as there's second generation third generation you know immigrants or mexican mexican americans in california like the assimilation to whiteness or white culture is a status symbol uh, symbol too so there's a lot of disdain in people who've been here longer i mean we see it all the time even with like other communities where like yeah. there's a disdain for newer immigrants and like our newer populations of people. So a second generation Mexican American has a different experience than, you know, a Oaxacan immigrant who just, you know, came a few years ago. I mean, all of these things that, that have sort of been, that have popped up in sort of like vague terms or people have tried to draw attention to, they're all out now. I mean, they said pretty much everything that she covered yeah. all the bases. So it's yeah, all it's, it's all wild. There. The other two, the other two men on the call haven't resigned yet. They've got They've to. They've got to. Fortunately, one person who thinks that they can help heal Los Angeles's racial divide is noted Latino mall magnet billionaire Rick Caruso. Uh, oh my God! We'll return to this, but this. These tensions came up during a debate between LA's top two mayoral candidates. During that final debate between billionaire mall, Ma- mall magnet Rick Caruso and, of course, father of the Grove and Representative Karen Bass, many, many term, extremely prolific, amazing VP candidate, uh, Congresswoman, the moderator said um, the next mayor of Los Angeles will either be an African-American woman, Karen Bass, or a white man. Uh, let's listen to how Rick Caruso replied to that. And this question goes for the both of you. The next mayor of Los Angeles will be either an African-American woman or a white man. I'm Italian. 
Italian American. Thank you. That's Latin. Thank you. Latin. <laughs> thoughts. Thoughts. I'm Italian. That's Latin. That's Latin. Thank, Thank you. you. I mean, it's not. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, well, I guess number one, it's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, like, I'm just okay, trying to tiptoe if- around. I'm like, is there a? But even if there was like a Hispanic, like a Spanish-speaking part of Italy, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a Latin area. Even Spain is not Latin yeah. American. Okay. I mean, Thank there's you. a lot of backlash against Rosalia for mm. co like co-opting Latin American culture because she's from Spain. So uh, no, a, an Italian American. I mean, you can say like there is a sanction of people who, you know, Italians were not considered white until right. 50, a few decades ago. So you know, in that way, sure. Yes, but Italians white, currently no access money, white so. privilege. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> the billionaire. I mean, I guess what he's referring to is that in the Roman Empire, they spoke Latin there. That's a very generous, um, <laughs> a generous I, interpretation of what he meant. I think that that's what he's trying to what kind of. Reach. I, it is a reach. And it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know. It feels very, I identify as an attack helicoptery. It's like, yeah. He just well, wouldn't be called a white man. I'm Latin yeah. because I'm actually from Italy, and Italy is where ancient Rome was, and that's where Latin is, and that's what Latin is, and so I'm Latin. And it's just like, you're not doing what you think you're doing, but you're not, it's not cute. You're not cute. Right. He didn't make a strong argument for why he felt like as an Italian-American, he identified with the non-white experience. He just said, I am Latin, which is just factually incorrect. Uh, so with, within, he didn't really... um get an edge in the then you know the subtext of that debate was kind of like this racial divide is now as if it was unmistakable or undeniable but before it is now all recorded it's very clear people are reacting who is able to kind of mend that and um, Italian American mall magnate Rick Caruso has nominated himself and some other uh it is midterms madness this week it's all happening there's going to be debates a lot of them next week on f- tomorrow is Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, ah! which is going to be lit ah! Friday night. And then Monday, I believe, is Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams and also J.D. Vance and um, Tim Ryan. But I might just do some drive-bys on that one. I'm going to watch Stacey all night. They're debating well, again, Vance yeah, and I know. Ryan. Didn't they just debate? I feel like it's and normally people like, get a couple, but yeah, I think they have another one. Yeah, I was positive. just like, oh, that's fast. Yeah, I'm like, didn't J- like, didn't uh, Tim Ryan like wipe the floor with JD Vance? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the rest of if 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 I haven't mentioned this debate because either already happened or they can't agree to do it. But also in Florida, we're finally going to get to see a Val Demings and. Marco Rubio and another super tight. Ooh, I know that'll be, one. that'll be That's great. a really fun one. We will be covering those, doing drinking games, tweeting up a storm. Another super tight race this cycle is in Nevada. We've talked about this one's uh, this one a couple times. Republicans have a real chance for a pickup here with the state's attorney general Adam Laxalt running to unseat incumbent Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto. Fourteen members of Laxalt's family announced Wednesday that they would collectively endorse Senator Catherine Cortez Mastro. So this has like Paul Gosar energy when all nine of his siblings were like, fuck this guy. This endorsement, they just wrote a letter together that and what to me is kind of like the ultimate neg. It never actually mentions Laxalt by name. It just praises Senator Cortez Masto. 
They praised her positions on women's issues, opposition to a proposed federal mining tax, public land preservation, and her record as her own record as the state's attorney general. They praised her Nevada grit and said they would be making no other statements on the matter. Laxalt's dad was also the governor of Nevada for a time and a senator from there. So it just sort of feels like there's that added sort of like family drama of like, we reject your ability to father, not only become a senator, but to follow in your father's footsteps. He was a Republican too, though. Um, but unfortunately, that letter, I mean, or fortunately did prompt 22 Laxalt family members to publish a separate op-ed defending him. How many Laxalts are there? Right? I know. Like, Jesus. But um, I'm like, they probably got distant cousins. Exactly. Or, or they got kids, kids that, like, yeah, didn't consent. Yeah. I mean, I said this in a reel today when I read this story, but I do not, there is nothing that 14 members of my family would agree on ever. So, <laughs> that's so universally bad. That, that is not, we are not getting. Any endorsement with that includes 14 members on either side of my family. Absolutely fucking not. That 22, that's crazy though. Yeah, but it does include like in-laws or not in-laws, but like spouses and all of that stuff. They basically Yeah, his, his yeah are we signing the just, baby's name too? I think it's yeah. like, that's signing also the baby. McKinsey, McKinsey yeah. and Leah. My dog's a part of the family. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Different polls have different candidates ahead. Nevada is a state that does have same-day registration, so definitely be blowing that out. That one's going to be really close. It'd be really fucking disappointing to pick up like Pennsylvania, maybe Wisconsin too, and then be like, Wait, what? We lost Nevada? Lost yeah. a woman in Congress? You know, we do not have many to spare. We do not have many to spare. No, and this guy is Trump endorsed, election denier, all the bullshit. Big clown, big clown. Big clown. It is Thursday, which of course means we can discuss what is getting us through the week. Elise, how about you? Do you have anything that's been uh, soothing you? I feel like the weather has finally turned. It really does. I mean, we say this every episode, but it's officially like there was like a week where I was like, how delightful it's not hot. And now I, all I want to do is stay inside. Yeah. Um, well, I Halloweenified my apartment, which oh. is a – I love doing that every year. Um Which is – yeah. So that's like the big thing that just has been bringing me joy. Also – I'm a complete nerd. I literally can't even believe that I'm doing this, but I'm reading the George R. R. Martin Targaryen <laughs> history book that House of the Dragon is based on. That's oh like God. a thousand pages and it's written like a history book and I am reading it and I'm liking it. So I don't know what that means about me. That That's something that I'm enjoying in my spare time, but I am reading a fake history book about a world of dragons where everybody's having sex with their brother. It's probably healthier than scrolling TikTok for seven hours a day. Honestly, yeah, it probably yeah, is. Better ultimately. For your I don't yeah. know. I know some great soup recipes <laughs> that aren't in that Targaryen book. But Not are one on soup TikTok? recipe. Not on one TikTok. soup recipe in the Targaryen history book. Just it's really just wall to wall incest. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. Um I got a new I got some new candles today. Um, spiced pumpkin patchouli. Ooh, uh, I fall. love you know fall. Yes, and you know what? I love a strong candle. Me too. I, I want to have a headache. Candle. Uh, you have a headache. I want to have a headache from it. By yeah, midday. exactly. I mm -hmm. want it to be like wow, a candle is lit. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's because my neighbor. Every time I would go and come back from walking my dog, my neighbor has a candle lit, and I would smell it from the hallway, and I'm like. This is the shit that I want. And I literally got the same candle. Bath and Body Works. I almost said Bath, Bed and Beyond. 
<laughs> They're the best for seasonal candles. I have to be very strict in my household about, you know, some candles are for air freshening purposes by the lavatory. And you don't want you don't want your nice candles over there because that area will pick up the smell and it's just sort of mixed. And then you'll forever associate your luxurious candle smell with like, you know, just sort of no. the light yeah. whiff of excrement. I have a hardcore apple candle that, for that is the bathroom candle. Yeah, the bathroom candle is like this apple candle that honestly takes over any room that it's in. Like, you have to keep a lid on it. I don't know what is in this damn candle. But you candle. would never light that in your – to, like, set the mood. No, because now that party. candle is a poop candle in my <laughs> mind and in yeah. my scent memory. But it is a really good – it, it is really a great candle. You want a strong candle. one. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. got it. The moral of the story is you got to keep your poop candles and your vibe candles. Separate. Yeah, totally you can't separate. have mm-hmm. – yeah. That's – on that note, my what getting what's getting me through the week is just – enjoying being married and not having to to plan a wedding. I still need the pictures to prove to myself that I enjoyed myself because I'm still like I feel like this is what the post-wedding blues is. You're just like, did I extract maximum enjoyment from that very yeah. expensive day? And it's like maybe not, but that's like that wasn't like possible. But I need to like you side a thing that's like I don't get to see pictures for like 2 weeks. <laughs> but yes. if you have yeah, good yeah, pictures yeah. of me and you went to my wedding, please send them to me because I need to know I had fun. I mean, I have a great picture. Yeah, yeah. Your carousel, I keep looking mm-hmm. at that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you other pictures. Perfect. That is our show. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate and review if you love the show. It really helps. Mm-hmm. It has been helping. Thank you very yes. much. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Dooman. I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.